Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash Endless Honeymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. That's Natasha. I'm Moshe. It's the night, Twas the night before election night. And all through the land, everyone had their newly purchased gun in their hand. <laughs> what is to be tomorrow, we do not know. And most of them were hipsters who didn't know how to use them. And you didn't know how to rhyme. I know I can't rhyme. <laughs> well, you're so good at it, and like that's you think I'm you, good at rhyming. Yeah, because you wanted to be a rapper, so you can just like start spitting any about anything. And oh, for real? You want me to start spitting right now? Yeah. I hope. Actually, no, I don't. That Biden wins this election. If he doesn't, I will have a hard time maintaining maintaining erection. My sex drive is connected to politics. It's a weird pathology. Yeah. I'll take it back. Take that I can spit. <laughs> well. I was saying it to be funny and then I realized that. Hey, listen, the next episode of this podcast that comes out, we're either going to be really peppy or really depressed. And you just don't know. We're, we are standing on a precipice looking out into the abyss. And both options seem like they're going to end in chaos. <laughs> the best crossroads possible. <laughs> Natasha, did you, can I ask you a, a personal question? Yeah. Did you, or who did you, did you vote for Trump? 
No, Moshe. Donald J. Trump. I mailed in my ballot for Biden, of course. Ballots for Biden. Ballots for Biden. Although my friend did give me this website where you could look up your zip code and it told you all the people in, uh, even on your block who donated money to Trump. <laughs> Why would you so want So I started looking up my neighbors. <laughs> Why would you want to know? Now, it is a political evening. And, uh, you know, I'm a political guy, but I usually, I try to avoid politic, political talk on this podcast just because I feel like we're so inundated with it. Tonight, we've got a very special guest who, while being one of the funniest human beings on earth, is also launching a podcast where she's not afraid to go there politically. Yeah, I feel like she's just always fighting. She's always fighting the good fight. Yeah. It's Juliana Margulies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it's not. Our friend, one of the best comedians, just one of the best. Sarah Silverman. Hi. <laughs> hey. How's it going? Oh, wow. You look cool, Sarah. What's going on? You, you look like a, like a mobster. <laughs> you know, you got the little toothpick. Yeah. yeah, it's a toothpick, but it's cool. You look tough. <laughs> yeah. You know how, like, sometimes actors will go, like, I just let the costume do the acting? <laughs> I put a toothpick in there, and I feel like I'm cool. Yeah, it, it I thought it was like a lollipop stick. That's a te- Telly Savala style. <laughs> Sarah. Like delicious dinner. What'd you with eat? My lover. Who's your he lover? Who's your lover and what'd you eat? Just kidding. What, what'd you eat? <laughs> we had um, Beyond Burgers he made on the grill. I've decided to be vegan. So then he got me this vegan cheddar cheese. It was so good. He made some fries, salad. Oh, I'm full. Well, this is <laughs> thus the toothpick. <laughs> thus the toothpick. Well, you know, as much as Moshe wants to just riff all night long, this podcast does come out the night before uh, election day. Yeah. Now, Sarah, you recently launched the Sarah Silverman podcast, where we've noticed you're not afraid to go there politically. <laughs> and. <laughs> And you're not afraid to comment on some of the the political, um, you know, the most uh, sort of flashpoint political topics of our day. So I would like to ask you just to start the show. What do you think? Can you see me? Yeah. What do you think of my ponytail look that I'm doing? (laughs) Just to, I don't want to like make it too controversial, but like, what do you, how do you feel about me, the ponytail? Okay. I'll start by saying, I want you to express yourself the way you see fit. <laughs> this feels but like a my no. my knee-jerk reaction was it upset me. <laughs> I could feel with all the kindness in the wind-up that it was not going to end well for me. No, Natasha, yeah. you had some And are questions. you wearing a... And what does Natasha think? You know, it, it's funny because it's like just long enough to like partially go into one of my ponytail holders. So like tonight it looks much better than last night. So like tonight I was like, oh, OK, I can like deal with this. But whatever he was doing yesterday was more of like a bun or something. I don't know. You just said you went vegan. It feels like you would like ponytails. <laughs> no, I just I don't know. I'm just not a carnivore, but I still ate cheese. <laughs> Yeah. And then now I'm like, I got an eggs and I got just, I just got grossed out enough by that. Yeah, Moshe, no one's going to, no one's going to really be positive about your hair, your hairdo, but um, 
I think it's cute. I mean, I'm wearing pajamas and a cape right now. I, I just feel like you're sucking on a toothpick. That's your new thing. I love it. You yeah. know, we're out here in the pandemic trying things. Sarah, tomorrow is election night. Um, how do you feel? Barring we did record this a week in advance, so it's possible that there's going to be some hor- horrifying late October surprise we don't know about. It's an October surprise. <laughs> but how are you feeling right now going into the election? I don't, I have nothing. Like, I just, I don't, I have, I couldn't possibly begin to predict what's going to happen. I feel like anyone who thinks they can is out of their mind. I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're going to know on election day, but, and I, and Trump is going to do, is already doing everything he can to make as many votes not count as possible. But I'm wondering, Sarah, because people can still vote when they're listening to this. Do you think there's people out there who are like Bernie people who are purposely not going to vote this year? Are there is there still room to sway them? <laughs> I think that's a real fringe, a vocal fringe, but a very small fringe. Yeah, the mythology of the Bernie vo- voter spoiler that's going to sit or anyone who's a- like it's such a bummer. It just like discounts the millions of diverse, loving. People who just want everyone to get have health care and education. Like, well, I think what it really is is that I think that the all of these boogeymen—that's what they feel like they are. They're like boogeymen, like the Bernie voter that won't vote, the Jill Stein spoiler that put George W. Bush. And what it really is is it's our inability to face how completely toxically broken our entire political process is. So we got so we try to transfer the blame to something other than the the, the process itself. So anyway. Hopefully. Yeah, that's interesting. Who do you think is most likely to create unrest in the streets? A a (laughs) Biden win or a Trump win? I don't know. You know, I was listening to the an episode of The Daily, that podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's people who are like, if Biden wins, there's going to be a civil war. And there's people like, if Trump wins, there's going to be a civil war. It's just like, you know, everyone's buying guns. And I don't blame them. I I constantly am thinking about it. No, I I called. I called a gun shop in the pandemic. And the only reason I don't have a gun right now is because I lost my driver's license before the (laughs) pandemic. And the DMV is so toxically backlogged (laughs) that I don't have a license. And they were like, sorry, there's nothing we can do. Did you know you need a driver's license to buy a gun? You can't use a passport? Uh, I mean... You shouldn't be able to buy one with a driver's license, with just a driver's license. What should you be able to they use? They do a background check, right? They do a background check? Yeah, but they won't do it with a passport. What if you're a person that only likes to fly to Europe, but you don't like to drive around town? You have to get one of those ID cards, honey. Well, yeah, you have to get an ID. Sarah, in the beginning of the pandemic, you were trapped in New York, which we were all watching with great uh, trepidation and a little bit of glee, actually. What? How did you get stuck in New York? I mean, in a way, I wouldn't change it for the world because it was like, it felt very, I just felt more connected, actually, because like people, you know, just the whole thing of like everyone going out on their fire escape at seven and hitting pots and pans, like whatever you think about it, you know, for the frontline workers, and it was for them. But the truth is, it was like this collective primal scream of like, what's happening? (laughs) You know, and it, it. I feel like it made me feel very connected to others, you know, whereas like I'm happy to be back in L.A., but it, and it's there's something less scary about it. But that's just because of time. 
has passed and things have a lot of things have been figured out and there are masks and stuff and tests but um it's still very like it's very separate here right you can kind of be compounded down in a way that you don't have in new york right but i mean that story is it was sad i mean i was going to new york to um put finally put up this play that this musical that i wrote with adam schlesinger and and um josh Harmon and uh I landed and two days later we met to do a read through of it, just like at the Airbnb that Adam found for me. Like we just got together, read it through ourselves just to write notes. It was cast. We were starting rehearsal that Monday and then everything got canceled. And then two weeks later, Adam died of COVID. That's right. Jesus. I'm sorry. I brought that up now that I, I remember the, yeah, the tragic. I, I, well, I was like, I want <laughs> I wasn't throwing chum in the water for that story, but as you started to tell it, I was like, "Okay, yeah, I definitely remember." So the it was like it became end. real, real for me, real right. fast. But I have to say, none of us got sick from him. Like I was with him, you know. Mm. His girlfriend took care of him until he went to the hospital, and she couldn't see him anymore. Wow, that is. So, I'm so sorry. It's so interesting that we didn't catch it. What so since it's come home to you, like, do you have you has that given you any? I mean, you have a more direct connection to this virus than to anybody I know. Like, has do you feel like it changed your perspective? Do you feel like is there some some insight that you glean from having a tragedy like that in your life? No, but I mean, I do think, like, you know, I mean, there are a couple people even on the left who are like COVID deniers you know, in my life that I just, I don't know what to say. I mean, like, it's real, you know, it's just totally unpredictable and it has made no real patterns. Mm. So it's, it's so odd. I mean, the one thing it seems to be is like masks. I mean, h- how, yeah. how lucky are we that it wasn't Biden that caught COVID? Cause I don't think baby Biden would have made it through that. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, see it. Well, that's why he's being he's safe. Yeah, I feel like him with a with a small summer cold that might knock his ass out. I'm not. Um, Sarah, we still we we were doing the yelling, the the primal screams, and then then the whole police stuff happened, and then you know we didn't want to you know all the police it just brutality felt, and racism. It, it felt it felt a little tinny after the Black Lives Matter protest to keep just being like Silver Lake Unite. Yeah, but but they're stop. still doing it every day at well, eight. No, to be fair, one man with like a Ricola um, Matterhorn. <laughs> there's one guy in our neighborhood left that's still every night just like hey. <laughs> and then me and my daughter, and mostly me, I, I do my primal scream every night, and it still feels. Sometimes I just do it from the table because <laughs> I can hear his horn, but like I need release. Like I just feel like I've never felt this way before. Like. You know, it's this is really kind of like hard on on our psyches. There's a reason why all of a sudden all of us need night guards. Like we're, <laughs> and we're all grinding, gnashing our teeth all night long when we're in our unconscious state. First, it was learning to bake bread. Then it was getting a custom molded <laughs> night guard from your dentist. These are the phases. And then third was ponytail, waiting for your ponytail to grow in the phases of the pandemic. Um, well, maybe we should take a call. Oh, because, wait, before uh, we do that, yes. Sarah, you have a new podcast. Do you want to tell us about it and where people can find it and all that kind of stuff? It's called the Sarah Silverman podcast. 
beautifully named. I was thinking named. about what a great title you guys have. Oh, thank like, you. I really use it too. Like, oh, I listened to Endless Honeymoon. Like, it, you know what I mean? But I, when I titled it, I just felt like anything I call it, people will just say the Sarah Silverman podcast, you know? So I think it's a great title. I think that a lot of people are already really loving it because I was posting about it and then my very good friends were like, oh yeah, I've been listening. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I like that. No, I, I like that you, uh, you talk about politics and you're so educated and you do, you're such, you're always fighting and it's really inspiring. Yeah. You seem to have a, have made a deliberate choice in your life that you're going to like lean in to people that vehemently and sometimes even rhetorically violently disagree with you. Like, why 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 bother what do you know i mean and i mean like what 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 is the good that you hope and think will come of of engaging with people that are to- toxic on some level well not everyone i you know i don't like the powerful people that are lying but i have like a feeling of compassion for the lied too and even mm-hmm. when i'm trying to find out what the truth is when there's so many conflicting you know, like uh, this whole, I don't know if you're following like Jeremy Corbyn, the head of the Labor Party, and people say he's anti-Semitic and he got like suspended. But then, you know, I'm in the DSA and they're like, we love you, Jeremy. But then I read all this other stuff from, you know, people I respect as well. And it's like, I, all I want to know is what is true. Like, I, it, you know, it takes, it seems like it takes so much energy to even try to figure it out. You know, it's, you really have to read and research You're and right. like too much talk energy. to people. It's also, it's also become increasingly indecipherable what is actually true. I mean, that's the, that is the disease of our era, right? There's no actual way to put your thumb on, I know this is true. And when it comes to anti Semitism, like, that's it even further into the into the weeds yeah, of whoever there's the like you know right wing pro israel group that's like if you criticize israel at all you're anti-semitic and i am not of that ilk at all like i you know it's like saying you know if you criticize trump you're anti-american it's absurd but you know but then there are people on the left even you know that are like if you praise Israel at all, you know, like I, like I posted a picture wearing a Jews for Black Lives T-shirt that I had, whatever. And every so many comments were like, "What about Palestinian lives?" And I was like, "Yeah, Palestinian lives too. Send me that T-shirt. I'm wearing. I'm. We're in the middle of the door of fucking Black Lives Matter. Can I be? I'm. I'm from New Hampshire. Not Israeli. You you would have gotten into some trouble at a Black Lives Matter rally with a Palestinian Lives Matter <laughs> T-shirt. I think people would have felt that your messages were being mixed anyway. It's, just, it's so bizarre to me that like that's when people conflate Jews with the Israeli government. You know, I mean, it's like saying, the, you know, if you think that Israel's government represents the hearts and minds of all Jews, that's like saying. Assuming that that Trump represents the hearts and minds of all Americans. Yeah, I, I was on on Russia Shana this year. I was saying, oh, I have to get off early. I was in a writer's room. And I was like, I have to get off early tonight because it's Russia Shana and, and a guy I like very much and a, and a Jew, uh, but but a, a very 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 lefty Jew. I was like, it's Russia Shana, and he was like. Yeah, tell something like tell the Palestinians Happy New Year, and I was like, what is what is 
what is Rosh Hashanah? How did you leap? How did you make this leap, this connective leap into into that topic? I, I hear you. The conflation of your well, identity. Yeah, occupation. I, I I don't. I do not think there can be equality or justice if there are entire people who don't have freedom of movement. It's complicated. But I'm not Israeli. I'm from New England. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, you should put the toothpick back in when you say I'm from New England, so we really believe you. No, from fucking, from fucking Boston area. There you go. I, mean, I believe that. So Sarah's shedding light to answer your question, shedding Moshe. Light. She just wants to shed a little light. Do you I mind? Love I lo- no, I well, love it. That didn't answer your question at all. But like, yeah, when I'm drawn to people, I just think that people are drawn to warmth. And like, so they're more open. You know, I can tell, I only see it because I, I use my self as a lab rat but like if my defenses are up i'm definitely not open and but if i feel like safe i am open and i think everyone is that way like there is a study that says all of us when we are in a state of fear we make conservative choices which i would say is why biden is the democrat (laughs) sure a reagan republican centrist who will be fantastic and i i pray to the god i don't believe in that i'll be complaining about a biden president that's the palestinian god correct of course yeah yeah i i heard a story once uh there was some news anchor who like went viral for his like racial progressiveness because he was this like older white guy and he was telling the story about how he he was raised in a family that told him all black people were terrible and, you know, criminals and thieves, except for Clarence. This is what his father was telling him, except Clarence. And they were like, and then he was like, oh, except Clarence. And then this guy, as he grew older, he realized Clarence is our neighbor and the only black person that my parents have ever met in their life. And Clarence Thomas. And no, 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 <laughs> no, no, he, he's bad. But, you know, he, and he had this like unlocking, which was like, how is it possible that the only black person my father's ever met is the one good one? And from that, it was like this deconstruction of his whole paradigm. And so, I, yeah, there, there's something to that, like. The, the more you can reach people and the more you can talk to people and they see that you're not a sort of like socialist demon that's drinking the blood of Hollywood children, the more the, the kind of ice can melt I mean, towards the truth. Everything I every time I post something on Instagram, there's someone who's just like pizza emoji, pizza emoji, pizza emoji, <laughs> baby eater, baby pedophile. And it's like it's so upset. I mean, I don't care to brush it off, but like the pedophile thing, as absurd as it is. It's like deeply upsetting to me, you know, like, well, I think that's it's also point. all barely decipherable. Yeah, like, it is w- difficult to figure out what. But if you live in Hollywood and you're in the entertainment industry, they think you're they think you're in on it. That's I think that's the decipher. I mean, of so course, bizarre. there's perverts. What's that? It's just nothing. I just said it's so bizarre. It's crazy. It's- I, I tweeted recently that I love California and I don't want to leave. And people I got like 300 hate tweets. And one of them was like. Jews, it's just a matter of time till you get kicked out of this country. I was like, all I said was I like my state. But I don't know what happened. Anyway, uh, well, kudos to you for fighting the good fight. And, you know, speaking of the people, let's see if someone has uh, wants us to help them like, with some Natasha's advice. Natasha's been trying to get a call in for like eight minutes now. I didn't want to interrupt you guys from talking about is, is Israel and Palestine. That always makes for good good podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so lost about all of it. Okay, let's take a call.
Okay, let's call Emma in New York. Let's see what Emma thinks about oh, the you occupation. Guys do this. You know, I take voicemails on my thing because I heard you guys, when I was first listening, would have voicemails. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Emma. Emma's here. Hi, Emma. Emma, it's Natasha and Moshe and our friend Sarah Silverman. Oh, my God. Hi. How are you? I'm freaking out. Oh, good. Um, so what's going on? Yeah. And what are your thoughts on the Israel-Palestine conflict? No. You know, I never, I, I can't pick a side. Can you guys let me know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out at the end of the call. Because <laughs> Jews love money. Um, okay. So what's going on, Emma? How can we help you? So I started seeing a guy about a year ago. We met on a work trip when I was in Sweden and we kind of kept planning these trips and we're doing like these fun little things. And he came out to LA to see me. Um, and then we had a, a trip planned for April for, to go to Costa Rica, but obviously it got canceled because of COVID and, I kind of thought it would fiddle out, but we kept talking, we kept texting. Um, yeah, he sent me like a package on my birthday and he was like, okay, I really want to like plan this trip and actually do it. And like, we're both working remotely now. So we're going to go stay in Costa Rica for like a month Are you month just like bragging? Yeah. You don't need advice. <laughs> what do you just need people to know? I wish. I wish. No. So it was like this like awesome plan. Everything was going great. And then I kind of just started getting like a weird feeling about it. And I don't know if I was like, I woke up one day, like kind of in a bad mood. And I was like, I'm kind of fishing. Like I want to know. We were talking about like getting tested for COVID because I'm going like full Naomi Campbell, like face shield. We're, we're trying to be like super safe about it. But um, I was like, are you also getting STD tested? Because he's in Sweden. So it's like there's a big disconnect. Like he, no, there's never been a lockdown. He like their bars are still open. Condoms are like, illegal, right? Yeah, exactly. And I've been full, like, into the wild, like, quarantining with my mom, like, in the woods, not seeing anyone. So I feel like I have cabin fever a little bit. Like, I haven't hooked up with anyone. I think, like, I was getting a little jealous even beforehand, even though, like, I assumed he was with other people. So what's the uh, issue? You think that he's with someone else? Well, no. So I asked him, and he said he had been seeing somebody for the last month. And, um, he has a cat and while we were on this trip, she was going to watch his cat <laughs> <laughs> and he lied to her and said he was going with friends. So she doesn't know about me. He is staying with her like, cause basically he's packing up his apartment. He's giving up his lease and was just going to like do this for a little bit and then see how it goes. And so he's like leaving tomorrow, his apartment. And don't let him into your house with this girl. <laughs> he was planning on staying with this girl before our flight. And so I kind of freaked out and I was like, yeah, that's, I wasn't expecting that. Like I knew we were casual, but I didn't think it was like this casual. You didn't think it was a homewrecker casual. Yes. And he says that it's strictly about the cat. He's like, I don't have anybody else to watch my cat. <laughs> I. 
He's lying to her. That means he lies. Yeah, that is good. That's really succinct. Yeah, trust your gut. Well, and I gave him an out before we booked the tickets. I was like, tell me now if there's anything you want me to know that, and so I can get it out of my system before the trip. And he was like, yeah, I've gone on a couple of dates, but they didn't go well and, and nothing happened, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but they had gone well. <laughs> I think this is the kind of thing where you just get out while you can, because if you project yourself in the future, like it's just going to be like heartache with someone who's like a liar. It's so annoying. It takes up so much energy and you can never trust them. Sarah, what do you think? Your gut is talking to you. I mean, at first you go, I I didn't know if you're, if it was your gut or just a, a fear of a big trip, but sounds like your gut. You know, like you're going to go to Costa Rica and spend a month with this guy that you, I mean, who, who, you know, lies to people who trust him. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. Maybe go to Costa Rica. It's supposed to be incredible. (laughs) Maybe even meet him there, but you should have your own place to stay in case it goes south. And that's the maximum of what you should do with this guy. To his credit, when he says it's all about the cat, there's a really famous song called Nothing But the Dog in Me. And he refers to chasing the cat, but it's really a metaphor. It doesn't really mean cat. I don't know if you've ever heard this song, but he might have been being honest with you about that. It might be all about the kitty. No, but I'm I'm kidding. The... I feel bad because I've kind of done the same thing in the past. So I feel like I have relationship karma where I had my ex watch my dog while I went on a trip with him. So now I'm like, oh, I fucked myself. And this is like this whole but weird. Were you, but were you fucking your ex while he watched your dog? No. So that's like the difference. Slightly different. <laughs> I also have bad news. This is true anecdotal evidence. Um, my friend went to Sweden on a trip and he was using Tinder or whatever the equivalent is in Sweden. And he says he hooked mm-hmm. up with like four or five girls and he said 100% of them assumed they weren't going to be using condoms. <laughs> like they were just like, they started hooking up and they were, he was like, okay, let's have sex. He's like, wait, I'm going to put a condom on. They were kind of like, you are? And so <laughs> I think maybe their laissez-faire relationship with COVID might be also connected to their laissez-faire <laughs> relationship with uh, protection. Well, they and- don't have a lot of COVID there, but I'm just going to Google the search <laughs> words STDs in Sweden <laughs> and see what comes up. Is he like a hunky Swedish guy? He's actually French. So oh. he's just Worse. living in Sweden. I know, but I think I got a little like 90 day fiance on him because I was like so eager to get out of the country. And like, I've been like fantasizing about like this life abroad, you know, with everything that's going on here. And so that's like, I feel like I've been putting a little, like a lot of added pressure on that. Um, we all want to escape, Emma. <laughs> just tell you the first sentence that came up when I googled that Sweden has been singled out as the sexually transmitted disease capital of the world <laughs> I told you they don't use condoms singled out I mean the first thing Emma I don't know if you've ever read have you ever read uh, there's a really great book um, kind of a perennial classic called Eat Pray Love <laughs> And it's about a woman who she goes on a trip by herself and ends up finding herself. And so I say you go to Costa Rica, 
This is like a, 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 a the start of a, of an indie film. You go to Costa Rica, <laughs> you go into the terminal, you see him, and at the last second, you decide to get in a cab and drive off and have an adventure in Costa Rica by yeah, yourself. Go have an adventure in Costa Rica, yes. With this guy, no way. I just I just changed it to STDs in France. And it says, <laughs> it's other than Sweden. The number of sexually transmitted infections among the French public is soaring. Chlamydia and gonorrhea are the main culprit, both seeing their prevalence triple between 2012 and 2016. You don't want to get the double whammy. No. That's called the COVID clap, and you don't want that. That's COVID and chlamydia, and you don't want to go there. Let's talk about what you like about him, what made you fall for him, because maybe there's something we're not. Right now, this guy seems like trouble. I would go farther. He sounds like French trash. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, we get along really well. And like uh, when I first met him, I was like, this checks all of my boxes. He's really great. And we get along really well. And like, that's the thing is I wasn't even worried about spending a month with him, even though we haven't spent that much time together before. It was just like kind of all at the last minute, I think too much pressure. And like now I'm supposed to leave next week. Like my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. And so, yeah, I'm kind of wondering, do I just go alone? Like, do I just kind of cut him out? But I also am a little scared to go alone right now. I've traveled alone before, but like, I don't want to get sick alone and like, it just seems like a lot to do right now. And also, Emma, I don't mean to cut you off, but we do have another caller. Um, I do <laughs> think so rude. No, I'm just teasing her. No, but but truly, the the reality is, if you go there alone right now, you're gonna fuck him, and he's gonna give you an STD most likely. So you know what? <laughs> why why even bother? Let's just put it on hold. You know, maybe you're gonna lose a, a changing change fee. You know, I don't know. Maybe you can get yeah. it. It's still maybe two weeks out. And he's still what? So maybe you should go with your mom. Don't take your mom. (laughs) No, don't take your mom. She'll fuck the French guy for sure. Guaranteed. That's how the movie goes. You go with your mom. He's there. She ends up sleeping with him. But then you meet a Costa Rican guy and you guys fall in love and stay together forever. (laughs) That's kind of how the movie plays out. So bring your mom at your own. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Sorry. He could be a murderer. I hate to be an old Jew, but I just... (laughs) How much time did you spend with him in person? Probably, well, he came to LA for a week, like a weekend, and then like three times total. (laughs) Three weekends he came to LA? No, like uh, two weeks and then another weekend, and then, so like three trips total. So you've stayed, you've maybe spent a month total with him in the flesh. Yes. Oh, okay. Emma, I have a feeling... That you're that Sarah's right. Your gut is te- your mind. Your your body. Your mind is telling you no, but your body, your body is saying yes, yes, yes. Right. I have a feeling that you know you shouldn't go, but that you're planning on going anyway. Am I right? <laughs> no, I just I've been planning this for so long, and I've put off of like I've put off moving, and I put off these other things because I was like, oh, this is happening. And so now it's just really hard to like switch gears and and think about doing something else when like this has been the only thing I've had to look forward to kind of all year. Who cares? So, so yeah. you look forward to it. You got the benefit of looking forward to it. <laughs> you out of this trip. But let me ask you this. Have you met many of his friends? Yes, okay. a, a few. 
I, I'm going to give him a little credit. The guy is French. He probably thinks this is completely normal. He's like, right. yes, I have a girlfriend in 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 <laughs> Stockholm, and I, then I come to see you in Costa Rica. It's like whatever. That is more how it is in France. And he he has been very upfront. Like, I don't want a long distance relationship, and I I don't want anything serious. Blah blah blah. And so I I haven't been really upfront with how I felt. So I don't know. Well, I think that you know, if I was your mother, I would beg you not to go. Um, and I think that this is just a really strange time for like international travel. You're a woman alone. There's like a, you know, a soaring disease. <laughs> like, I don't know, just stay home and do something edifying. Sarah, what's your wrap it up thought here? I'm all for adventure, but I'm, a, I'm just nervous about him. I mean, it makes me feel a little better that you met his friends, like especially if they're like lifelong friends or... You know, it, that makes a big difference because knowing, you know, the person's friends, you kind of can place them in context. But uh, I don't know. The French thing was a good point, Moshe. I'm thinking all the way to maybe you should go, but know, but know that you're going that there's a 50 50 shot that after week one. You're going to have that like toxic feeling sleeping next to him where like he's fast asleep because he has no conscience, but you can't sleep because of all the toxins in your blood from all the emotions that you're feeling. And you're going to be just like you're going to be and you're going to have three full weeks of that after just looking at the calendar going like, when do I get to be back with my mom in the woods? But (laughs) but that said, I'm almost thinking, you know, life is boring. If you feel safe, if it's safe. If you'll save with the guy, I think why not go have the adventure? You'll at least be able to put it in a memoir someday. If the, well, yeah, if he's not a murderer. If you live, if you live, if you live. <laughs> but if, if you have enough money that if you need to get your own place while you're there. I like that. That, that makes me feel a little bit better. Well, I booked everything. So I had like I have the, the place. Yeah. Like we were going to split it, but I, I paid for it first. Wait, Why? Because he was like stressed about moving oh, and blah brother. blah blah. So <laughs> You're like I basically No 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 I'm not paying I'm not paying for everything. I just like did pay for it. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh. You mean he's going to pay you back? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, Uh-oh. bullshit. Don't yeah, I yeah, I don't like that <laughs> detail at all. Of course I would pay you back. I, listen, I have these cats. Tell him you need the money wired to you before. <laughs> Listen, my cat got sick. I can't afford this. I can't afford this right now. Or, or you know, take a girlfriend. Do Moshe's adventure, but take a girlfriend. And- I, I offered. I like texted all my friends. I was like, I have this already booked, ready to go. Come with. But I mean, again, it's like a weird time right now. So I get you it. Need, if you have anyone in your bubble or anyone that would go with a girlfriend, just someone. This guy is not. He's also even if he is fine, he is not thinking about how this must be and how this must look to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a flag too. He's he's yeah. either an asshole or he's so deeply French he's a default asshole. I don't like <laughs> I don't like that last detail. I and, think And you know what, Emma, you have to ultimately decide for yourself. You do, but <laughs> she does. Yeah, no, You're just trying to get me off the call. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean I just feel like there's many more details. 
Emma, yeah. <laughs> if you do go, do you want to give us his full name and where you'll be staying in Costa Rica just in case you turn up missing? And then we can, like, the, the law enforcement community can track him down? Yes, definitely. <laughs> What's his I'll name? You guys <laughs> I mean, I don't, like, I, don't like, I don't like the idea of you being asleep and your phone being vulnerable <laughs> or your wallet. I don't like that he has not insisted on paying like he's gonna pay you back. I, yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't like that either. I would definitely. He sounds like a grifter. Yep, yeah, I agree. I would if if a girl I was going on a trip with a girl and she paid for half of it, I would wire her the money immediately because I'd be like, she's yeah. probably out of money. I got to give her that money. The fact that he's not stressing about that is again what Moshe says is either he's a grifter or just hopelessly French. All right, and Emma. Also, you want a hopelessly French guy? I was like, what's the big deal? Why are you losing your shit? <laughs> Chill out. Relax. This is why I like my That's cat. That's a good impression. Is that? Oh, I did the French accent like nine times and you didn't say anything complimentary. Unbelievable. Well, what you said is like kind of dead on. Well, <laughs> you. <laughs> I think th- th- that's bad. If Sarah's impression was what he's like, you should not go. She was doing a comedic character of an asshole. And you're like, wow, that feels really resonant to me. Don't go. Does it sound like this? How do you say the big con? Emma, good, l- good luck. Well, thanks, guys. I've been listening to your podcast. I'm helping my mom renovate her RV. So oh, very that's cool. Been well, fun. check out the Sarah Silverman podcast. She also has a new podcast. I'll check it out for sure. I'm and so excited. Yeah, we're excited too. And have a good rest of your uh, the, the next month and hopefully the good rest of the year. You too. Okay, Thank bye. You. Good luck. Can Rory give advice on the next one? Yeah, with sure. Do you want your lover in on this? Yeah, <laughs> lean in. Hey, Rory. <laughs> it's that Rory. I thought it was you, but you looked all buff. Yeah, I'm super buff. I wow, and, and now you have three toothpicks, actually. Yeah, that's masculine. <laughs> I'm trying to out-masculine Sarah. You know? No, you, you're doing a great job. <laughs> you look cool. Rory, go the other way. Good, nice to no, see you. Those are reversible toothpicks. Oh, those are your special toothpicks. Wow, they were just in the drawer. I love that there was just this buff arm just kind of like for, in the frame. For real, oh, yeah. Super buff. It's, I have a no, filter. I'm not kidding. When when I saw Rory A and she, and Sarah said you know him, I was like, oh, it's Rory. And then I saw your arm oh, come in the frame. Yeah, yeah. I saw, and then oh. I saw your arm come in the frame. I was like, oh, I guess it's not. Yeah. I was like, it's just some buff guy that she's dating. But actually, <laughs> I love and look super. I don't know why. Maybe it's the ring light. <laughs> yeah. You guys got a special filter. Yeah, it's a buff filter. Of course. Um. We have, uh, which we, you want to take one call with us? Yeah, let's okay, do one Okay, let's more. take one more call. Okay, let's call Shannon in Connecticut. I love that these people are up so late. Shannon. Here we go. I hope we. Ha- I love your rug. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you can see our rug. That's right. I love it. Shannon. The oh, Shannon. Here she is. Hi, can you Shannon. hear us? You're muted. You're muted, Shannon. I love when young people can't figure out technology. Oh, wait. I feel like it's coming. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, Shannon. Shannon, hello. Hi. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's, That's- it's fine. It's a little disrespectful to kind of what we're doing here, but honestly, 
It's, I know. I'm sorry. It's fine. We just wanted to connect to you so we could tell you we're not going to do the call because of the tech issues that you. <laughs> but anyway. Um, oh, so so it's it's me, Natasha, and Sarah Silverman, and Roy Albanese. We're all here to help you. Yeah. How how's Hi. it going? Um, it's going. So um, basically, back in February, before the whole world had a mental breakdown, um, I had my own fun little mental breakdown. Um, so I had to leave my pretend adult life in Philly and move back home to Connecticut. So I found myself 24 living back in my small town with my parents um, amidst a global pandemic. And I'm trying to date, but it's not going awesome. So I just need... I I don't know how to date at all. So <laughs> what methods are you using? Um rhythm pull out. <laughs> um most but um I'm trying I've been trying dating apps but I'm not really good at texting that much. I'm like awkward. Um, I guess you have some tech issues. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I have lots of tech issues. Um, so I've been, I've gone on a few dates, but they've all kind of gone ridiculously bad in their own unique ways. <laughs> I mean, are, are um, you, you're in your hometown. Like, do you know people there? Is it weird? Are you kind of wanting to like not settle there? You know? Yeah, I'm definitely, as soon as, um, COVID's done. Um, I'm planning on moving. So what? what's the so, urge to like start finding a, a lover? A Connecticut lover. <laughs> to take a Connecticut lover. Mostly um, to hang out. Oh, you're horny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it. You're, she's horny. <laughs> so I've, I've tried and one time it ended up with I the guy got really high and he had me call his mom and I had to drive him home to meet his mom and I talked to his parents for a solid like twenty minutes. That's um, a bad date. Terrible <laughs> to me. Wait, and just to clarify that he got too high that he needed his mom. Yeah, I think there was like a lot of moving parts. I don't know. It was. It was not great. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I haven't been high in a long time where I need my mom. <laughs> <laughs> what drug was it? Weed. Weed? Yeah. <laughs> that Connecticut weed. <laughs> yeah, that's strong stuff. That's, yeah, that Hartford stuff will send you straight back to mama. <laughs> I have a medical card, so so I have a kind of a high tolerance, and I guess... I didn't realize how much because I was totally fine. And then I looked over and he was just like staring at the grass for like five minutes. And I was like, this is not going great. What so. else? What do you have any other crises happen? Um, another time a guy tried to convince me that the reason his tattoos hurt and mine didn't was because he's skinnier than me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a lot of bros in Connecticut. Ugh, I can't deal with that type. 
All right. I, I think here's the thing. I always tell people they should make a list and like really think about what they want in a person. But you should really think about mm-hmm. what you want in like a fuck boy. Right. You know, yeah. like what are things like maybe you don't want like a, a, a worldly connection or I, I don't know, but maybe just like not a bro or think about what those are and then maybe try to uh, find that like zero in on it a little bit more in the dating apps. I don't, I don't know what that would be for you. Ideally, I because I take um, the COVID like pretty seriously. Yeah, it sounds like it. Know. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I actually, um, so I can't really go many places, but I would ideally like to find like a friends with benefits for COVID and then, and then done. Got it. So you want a four year relationship? (laughs) (laughs) It's through COVID and then in 2028. Sarah, you have any advice? For how to find a booty call in your hometown. I mean, is that why you're looking for a booty call? I mean, if, that's great if you are. I just, like, maybe I'm putting myself in your, but when you said you came home because you were having a breakdown, like, I remember when I started having panic attacks the second time around in my early 20s, all I could think about was I want to quit my job and move home to New Hampshire, which... I know I didn't, but that's all I could think to do. Like just that fight or flight of like, I need to go home. And, uh, but it was, it, it sounds like it wasn't that like, do you feel like you're over that? Like you're over that hump? I'm definitely in a much, much healthier place. Um, and especially when it comes to sex and relationships, I definitely was not, um, going about that in a healthy way for the past like five years or so, but I feel like I have a much healthier um, view on it and much healthier. Like, so you're only looking for a friend that you can trust and, yes, exactly. and have sex with and, and yes. always be friends. Yes. And I, I date both men and women. So. Oh, perfect. Uh, Get a woman. Yeah. You're like, no, don't <laughs> yeah. though. You'll end up with some Connecticut bro woman. <laughs> Who'll be like slamming Mickey's big mouths and being like, I don't, my tattoos hurt, but I think it's because I'm skinny. It's going to be the same thing. She'll but, be like, did you, go to, do you go to fish in the field? Were you not in the fish concert in, in, in 2007? Meadowlands. Also, I mean, I've never done online dating, but if you hate texting, why not just saying your thing? Like if, if you want to, if you want to, talk on the phone you know oh that's a good idea actually yeah, yeah. just yeah, or email or you, you're not good with email is that what it or text um, ironically i um work as a web developer but i'm not good at technology <laughs> um, apparently um so i think i i can handle email email or telephone <laughs> i like that natasha like well just put it out there yeah. and if some bro's like i'm not gonna call that bitch i want to you know that's it's a like, filter for you that's a perfect filter it, and you don't have to do that because you want kind of like an emo cool dude right who's like yes. or i don't know i mean that's kind of what i'm getting from you or yeah my two celebrity crushes are Moshe and Timothy natasha Shepard. we hear it all the time <laughs> nick kroll nick kroll and who um, Timothy Chalamet. A gentle, a gentle Jew. A, a gentle Jew. <laughs> exactly. You're I, in Connecticut. What about Joe Lieberman? <laughs> He's a nice gentle Jew. 
but I think even putting it out there, what you said, like, you know, like a, a friend, but who we can have sex. And I think even the more you just think about it and put it out there, what you want and like reject what's not that. I think that you just be a little more mindful, say no a little more make yourself a little harder to get in a way if you want to say, call me, if you go, if you want to talk. Yeah. Jen, can I ask a quick question? Of course. Because friends with benefits is the, is the white whale of dating. So, you know, everybody thinks they can pull it off. Nobody. Yeah. But have you considered since you're home where you grew up approaching a friend and trying to add the benefits (laughs) or a family member? Trying to find somebody. Well, out of family, okay. I, you know, I don't know what part of Connecticut. I was yes ending you, Rory. I'm sorry. Maybe I went too far. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends still in the area. Um, I have, um, yeah, just like a few friends who's like mostly girls whose sexuality is a little bit fluid, but I don't want to. Like, but what about approaching them about meeting someone they might know, like trying to go through the web of networks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And, and also- then you could you could put it out to some of those women. Maybe you would be attracted to one of them. If you put it out there, maybe they'll be mm-hmm. like, Oh, maybe maybe we should get together in this way. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I, I mean, I don't like that um dating at Bumble. The woman has to make the first move. They do also have women and women out. I'm not sure how that works, but the woman has to uh, can only reach out to the man. So you can like really lurk a lot, probably. <laughs> I don't know. My sister met her husband on there. Oh, I oh, like really? that. Yeah, because sometimes it's confusing because people are picking you and then you're like, okay. And it's like, you don't even want them. You know, it's yeah. around where I live. It's a lot of just like bros. Then stop looking for guys and just since you're bisexual or whatever you, your uh, identity is, like, why not just do women? She's queer. Yeah, she's queer. Because she wants a Connecticut queer. <laughs> My best friend is queer, but it's like, I love it. You know, she's told me, she's like, don't, you know, you can say I'm a lesbian, it's fine, but really I identify as queer because it's just like whoever she falls in love with. But it makes me so happy because now I can go back to saying it with a Boston accent. Like, <laughs> Oh, my, my best friend Heidi's quit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was bullying when you were young, but now it's affirming. That's beautiful. <laughs> Plus, she wants to fuck Nick Kroll. Right. Girl. But, okay, that's my, my two thoughts. My two thoughts here are maybe you should just do women because you're in a, you, it seems like you're in a, in a bro bubble. And if you just only yeah. look for women, you're much more likely to find less bro-y women. But my second thought is, mm-hmm. is it's just an out-of-the-box thought here. You kind of told on yourself earlier when you were like, my, my behavior a, around sex and relationships is much more healthy now than it used to be. And I had a breakdown, which made me move back home, all that. You kind of told on yourself a little bit. I started to think, well, you've got this sort of natural gap in your life where it's almost like the universe is saying, hey, here's a time when you could shut that down for a while and not Mm -hmm. date for for the next six months until you decide to go back to Philly and kind of get to know who you are, what you want, why your picker is off, why you had issues with dating in the past. I did that when I... And your relationship with yourself, because that sounds corny, but it's everything. And you know who the best friends with benefit, the best friend with benefits is? Nick Kroll. Ew. Oh, it's not Nick Kroll. Yeah. No, it's true. Sarah's totally right. Masturbate and then see if you want to hook up randomly. I think so. <laughs> Buy a vibrator and a journal and you'll and you'll come out of the Masturbate out- first and then see if you feel yeah. like going looking for 
masturbate and then watch season one of the league. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the league, watching it again. Best. Yeah. All right. It sounds okay. like you got it all figured out. So get to know yourself, I, then come to Los Angeles, find out where Nick Kroll lives and just lurk outside of his house. I think we figured it out. Yes. Definitely. No, but good luck. And um, I think Moshe really is onto something. I think I, I met Moshe after I had taken like a self-proclaimed sabbatical that I hadn't really had before, you know, and I think sometimes those are important moments, especially yeah. if you're not where you want to be. You I, know? I was a huge slut in my dating life and I took I, I took a year. I don't know how it happened. It, it, it was almost accidental. And I did a full year where I didn't. It was a full year, no sex. And it was like something like six or nine months. No, no hooking up with anybody. And I figured out all this stuff about my dating patterns. I don't know how much it changed me, but it was so useful to have all that information about who I was and why I made the decisions that I made. And I went into the next year when I started hooking up with people again with new rules for myself that I was immediately able to break almost instantaneously. I just think it's so much easier at 40 to say take a break from sex, but at 24... I hear you. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But, there's a, but, there's a, but that's my point, though, Rory, is that there's a pandemic and you're living at home. It's like it's almost like the universe has granted you a reprieve from your primal urges. And you could take that reprieve and you could go distract yourself with whoever is available in Connecticut. Or you could say, I'm going to get to know myself. That's all. But maybe you're right, Rory. 24, that's a tall order. A couple of good people in Connecticut. I'm pretty sure Nick, <laughs> Nick Kroll is from Connecticut. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck. Okay, bye, Annie. Bye. That was helpful. I think we helped her. Yeah, I mean, she was sweet. She was sweet. I don't know why if you were having a problem dating only meatheads, you wouldn't just date women. If you date women and men, just it seems like such an easy filtration system. Well, women are complicated too, you know. Women are kind of, you know, I think with just from my friends, it's like, you know, there's a lot that comes with. It's, it can be maybe sometimes less easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it can be less casual. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To what really do I know? communicate and be on the same page, probably. But I think there's a lot of communication, too. <laughs> I feel like I could really get a lot done if you were a woman, Moshe. <laughs> what do you mean you could get a lot done if I were a woman? I just feel like if we were two women, we would be like, we would just be like getting so much shit done. Maybe you should call <laughs> Shannon and go to Connecticut for a weekend. <laughs> All right, let's play a secret. Hey, I have a secret for y'all. So I was dating a woman for probably, I don't know, a year and a half or more. And we broke up and I went on a rampage, went to the bar. At the time, I was in my mid to early 20s. I found a eager cougar that was late 40s, took her back to my house, she told me in confidence that she had never had an orgasm before. So I said, you know, I'm your man, obviously. I'm Superman. Hold second. I'll give you an orgasm. So we started hooking up. I put a condom on, started having sex. And whilst having sex, I said, hey, you're, wow, your pussy's super wet. And she just kind of looked up at me and said, my pussy's not wet at all. Like, I'm not wet. And I was kind of disturbed and freaked out. And I was like, what do you mean? It feels super wet. And then I pulled my penis out and it turns out that I'd torn the condom and ripped my foreskin almost completely off. 
So I was just pumping blood into this poor woman. But before that, I'd eaten a ton of ketamine and I'd done a ton of ketamine, done a ton of molly and was high on cocaine plus drunk. And basically she was so terrified. She got put, put all her clothes back on and then got in the shower with me to help me clean my penis off that was like torn because I'm uncircumcised. And it's like where it connects to the top of your penis down was like completely torn off. And it was just pumping blood. So it was a complete blood fest. And that was like my first cougar experience. Nobody knows. Thanks. <laughs> Whoa. First of all, he buried the lead with like the fact that he was on ketamine, cocaine, <laughs> and <laughs> drunk and on Molly. Also, I like the fact that he wrapped it up as so that was my first cougar experience. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the cougar is so incidental to this story. Yeah. Like her age was the was the fun fact of yeah. this. No, is that fucked up? She was forty five years old the whole time. That's so, why she was cool enough to say, I'm not wet. That is crazy. I know. Like, <laughs> She's like, check again. Oh, that is- <laughs> what woman says I'm not wet? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very funny tete-a-tete in the bedroom. Like, oh, you're so wet for me. She's like, I am not wet. I am <laughs> not wet. Some kind of moisture. <laughs> also, was she really not enjoy? She must have not been enjoying it. She must have been. She was kind of dissing him a little bit, right? She was like roasting him. She's like, "Oh no, I'm not wet. Yeah. Your dick must be bleeding, boy, because I, I, this isn't fun." Well, he must have been a nightmare though to talk to. I mean, on all those drugs, <laughs> she probably just wanted to fuck him and get out of there too. How can you live through all those drugs at once? And through the blood loss of a foreskin bur- break. Wait, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Rory, maybe you can answer because you're you're not Jewish, or you are Jewish. Your mom's Jewish. I now realize. Wait, does anyone know? Do you, when you have a foreskin, do you have to pull it back, or you can injure yourself? Bef- like, why no. can't you just have sex when it with the erect, foreskin? It just looks like a, a all, circumcised penis. It's, it's all, right. all Wait, it's all what, what, is this a fake story? No. Well, the foreskin is somewhere. It's just stretched out. How did he rip his foreskin off if he was having just having sex? Maybe she really wasn't wet, and it was like maybe a friction she had burn. a um. She may have had a pussy tooth. Oh, a pussy <laughs> tooth. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's like why that's why they're called cougars. They have teeth. They have fangs. <laughs> that's right. It's actually almost Halloween. It could have been one of those uh, situations where they hide a razor blade inside the tree. Oh, you know? they got teeth down there. <laughs> <They got teeth. laughs> All right. That's my dad's favorite joke. Like. Far before he should have told something like that to me, which is never, and before I could even understand what he meant, he loved telling this joke, not just to me, like, but I've heard him tell it about, like, uh, the guy goes, uh, the woman wants him to go down on her and have, you know, and, and uh, no, no, the woman wants him to have sex with her, and he goes, I'm not, I know what you're up to, you got teeth down there. I'm just telling it in my dad's voice. And she goes, no, I don't. He goes, no, my mother told me women got teeth down there. And she goes, look for yourself. And then he looks and she goes, see no teeth. And he goes, yeah, with gums like that, who's going to have teeth? (laughs) It like almost makes sense. It's it's an almost a logical joke. Okay, I feel like I need one more for a palate cleanser. Yeah, let's cleanser. do a palate cleanser. Yeah, this will be much more interesting. All right, this will be your, our last thing. Okay. 
Hi, Moshe and Natasha. My secret is that every month, at least once a month for the past six months, my dad has asked me to figure out why his computer is so slow. And every time I find a new Stormy Daniels porn <laughs> saved to his desktop that I then have to delete. And I've never told him I found it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's so cute. Oh, my God. I'm, I mean, a, I guess you just don't tell him, right? So he's downloading Stormy Daniels and it's freezing up his computer. <laughs> this is the most old guy story I've ever heard. That's the porn he's after. And his laptop is so old and decrepit. He can't watch one porn video. Without it freezing. <laughs> I just love that it's Stormy Daniels, like like almost as if he never knew about porn until he read in the news about porn star and what that was. Well, I got to see this. He's like, a what star? A what star? <laughs> oh, that was cute. That was very uh, cute. Yeah, um, no reason to tell him, but, you know, save it for a fight. That's a, that is a sweet that's a sweet daughter protecting her dad from the embarrassment. Yeah, that's what we should do. But not should protecting do- from telling the story on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so like she doesn't say her name. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, that was a quickie. Should we do one more and sure. then we'll say goodnight? One more and then we'll say goodnight. Yeah, we're gonna watch Sherlock. Oh, beautiful. We're gonna watch Hell dude, we're gonna watch Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> It's Have so you ever good. seen Hell's Kitchen? It's so good. We just started. I know it's season 18, but it's like, it's so compelling. Now that is reality TV I can get behind. Yeah. He's such a piece of shit. Do you know him? Have you, either of you met him? He's not I a piece of shit. I in England with him once. Is he nice in person? I mean, I don't know, but I will say it was that Jonathan Ross show. I don't know. It was like a talk show in, in England and, and it, they like build the couch there, you know, like. Uh, what's Grand his name? Yeah. And um, he brought on an $8,000 uh, um, truffle. And I took it, I grabbed it, and I took a bite out of it like an apple. <laughs> That's he, didn't awesome. get, he didn't freak out. And he was like, thought it was funny. Oh, wow. Because my heart was pounding, but I couldn't help it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he knows how to make good TV, that's for sure. So he probably was just like, this is a good moment. But he is such an asshole. He does this thing when they eliminate someone. He insults them. His final thing is an insult. He's like, he'll be gone and I won't miss him. Goodbye. It's just like adding <laughs> insult to injury. Or he's like, he'll be gone and so will his restaurant in Cleveland. <laughs> in like two it's, weeks. <laughs> it's just really mean. Now, it doesn't... Classic yeah. TV reality show format where like British people say mean things. Yeah. yeah. Last place where people can be honest anymore. Right, know? right. Somehow the Britishness removes it a bit and you're like, you know what, this isn't problematic. It's elegant. Have yeah. <laughs> you seen like um like political debate or like town halls in Britain? People are brutal to the candidates. And it's oh, yeah. really amazing. Like they are they talk so real to these candidates and you you kind of really get you see that it's like you get the feeling that these candidates are trying to get a job from the people like and in parliament the way they treat each other and the prime minister they treat them all like trash and they should be treated like they should be treated like human beings 
What did Gore Vidal said that the that most American uh, that most American religion, the worship of the president? There's something wrong with, with the way we look at the president as this like God figure. And hopefully, Trump. I, my hope is that Trump has destroyed that, and from now on, we'll look at presidents as not some sort of elevated deity, but as just some guy that got a job. But they're yeah, helping. I would say the entire right wing treated Obama that way, and were worse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, 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 we can, we're we're getting we're getting closer every president. And us with Trump, I mean, yeah, but wait, do they not like Trump? No, we voted Trump. <laughs> we voted for we voted for Nithia for our uh, city council person, but Donald J. Trump for president. <laughs> I'm just picky about the podcast I crash, and I just want to make. Sure. <laughs> All right, should we do one more secret and say goodnight, or should we just we could just. Let's let right, him go well, watch Sherlock. Okay, go watch Sherlock. You know what? You guys get out of here, you kids. Thank you so much. Rory Albanese, Sarah Silverman. Thank you very much. Don't forget to check out the Sarah Silverman podcast. And also, Rory will probably be making an appearance on it because he just jumps in. <laughs> I talk about him pretty much every week. Yeah. Um, Sarah, thanks for joining us. Rory, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Love you, too, and miss you. Bye. 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 